Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. So today we are talking about... (laughs) I started dancing. I started dancing in the middle of it. I think that's great. Yeah, that it was great. So that could they see you when you did that? Or? Probably. Yeah, if not, it was like this. So okay. now that I didn't know if it, it was a split screen or if it went back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. So um, we're talking about lack versus abundance today. I'm excited about this one. Well, good. I am. Yeah. And it's going to be even better then. Woo! Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, guess which one's better? Lack. Wrong. Abundance. You always get Man. that one wrong. <laughs> I do. Yeah. No, so yeah, it's you know, it's a mindset. And it's it's uh, basically it's founded in spiritual law. That's why it works all the time. You know, it's and we can see little instances of it, like whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. It's, you know, it's positive thinking. It's the basis for every self-help book out there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the reason, um, well, one of the reasons that, um, you know, the top, and I always, forget, <laughs> I always forget the percentages on this, but like the top 10% of, of um, society has like 90% of the money or something. Oh, yeah. I actually think it's, I think it's, I think it's know, like the top 1% of society. It's a ridiculous. A, yeah, yeah. It's a ridiculous thing, but it's, you know, it's, it's that mentality. I mean, people who are just assuming that they're supported and abundant generally are, you know, um, and you know, of course there's a certain level of taking action that's involved, but, um, but there's, there's that, it's just that way of thinking. It's just that basically that expectation If, if you're, it's very difficult to break out of a sense of lack if you, that's all you've seen, you know? And so, so this, this is, this is how it's hard to break out of it. You're you're looking around and you have all this physical evidence that, that you're living in a place of lack and yet you have to feel and think abundantly. And, you know, it's not an easy task, but we need to start where we are and find the best way to do that. Because if we don't, it ain't going to happen. You know, there's, you know, nature has no problem with abundance. Right. It's, you know, just go out in, this afternoon and start counting blades of grass. We are obsessed with lack, though. As a, as a culture, as a society, like, um, you know, speaking as a, I know that we have an international audience, so speaking as an American, like Americans are obsessed with a, with a feeling of lack. Like, right. And we have way more than we need. Yeah. But there's, but there's so much of like, and, and not everybody, not like there's no, yeah. but I mean, if you look at like a bunch of the, like political issues that we won't get into, like there's, but a, but a lot of the like core issues from it come from, feeling like there isn't enough of something, you know? 
Right. And, and I mean, the, the truth of the matter is there, there is, you know, and it's, it's like a lot of times I've, when I had my uh, life enhancement center in Rhode Island, I used to, one of the things I did from day one was I invited people into my space to do workshops and they were all in the same genre as me. It was all spiritual stuff. So, you know, I could have looked at it like, you know, I was going to lose clients. And, and also some of them were even doing the exact same thing. I had life coaches coming into my life coaching place to do life coaching workshops, <laughs> you know, like, and I know, you know, some people were like, what the heck is he doing? But, you know, it's it, it kind of worked out nice now because I moved away and a lot of the people that are that still live up there that are into this stuff have a really good network of spiritual teachers up there that I introduced them to. So it's, you know, worked out wonderful that they, they have such a wonderful group up there. But I mean, I just never was concerned about lack. I don't believe in competition. I don't believe, I mean, you know, competition in a friendly, friendly way is it, it can get the the heart beat up, it can get the juices flowing, it can be a little fun. But I mean, you know, as a general rule, I, I don't believe in competition. And because I don't believe in lack, you know, there's enough for all of us, there's enough food for all of us, there's enough money for all of us. And just because I have something doesn't mean that somebody else has to go without. There's enough clients, it's like life coaching, like I'm going to worry because like, well, there's only a certain amount of people on this planet that need life coaching. Like, yeah, there's 8 billion. Like, yeah. everybody needs life coaching. You know, we all need help. So, like, <laughs> and I can't handle the workload, you know. So, I, there's no reason for me to, to, to try to, you know, to try to. <laughs> well, I, I, I have to. Have, this is my audience. You can't see them. You know, I might lose some of them. It's like, no, that's good. You know, <laughs> let's expand. So, you know, there it's, it's all how you look at things and, and business is a big part of it. You know, people are taught to, you know, look at your competition and all this stuff in certain businesses, you can take that type of stuff into consideration, but there's always somebody that breaks out of that. There's always somebody that breaks out of a mold. I remember hearing a story years ago that this guy, and I'm going to get the specifics wrong, so bear with me, but you'll get the point. This guy um, went to school. I believe he was going to be a chiropractor. So it was his dream. It was his passion. And he really wanted to do it. And he, and he wanted to do it in a certain area of California. And um, they, they did the research and it was inundated with chiropractors. And he was like, this is my dream. This is what I want. This is where I want to do it. And he just put effort in. And he, he tried to figure out a way to get his name out there. And I think he did like a, um, like a direct mailing, or I think he actually made, uh, like a flyer and put it and went around to like, like thousands of houses in the area and said, Hey, I'm opening up a chiropractic, come to my free open house and say hi or something. And his practice was off the charts, you know, like he opened with this huge bang. He had tons of, of people. I mean, it was wonderful. And this was an area where his business was not supposed to do well. So there's always people who, you know, 
there's 15 restaurants on one block and somebody opens <laughs> up a 16th and they blow everybody else out the door, you know, <laughs> like it's, it happens. So, you know, it's, and, and I guarantee you that person wasn't sitting there going, there's no way this is going to succeed. There's 15 other restaurants here. Yeah. You know what I think is, uh, this, this really reminds me of like what's happening in entertainment. Um, like there used to be like a, f- a handful of movie studios that could make movies that people would see. There was three networks, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and now with streaming and digital and a, like a thousand cable channels and like, uh, you know, do it yourself systems, uh, sites like YouTube and stuff where it's, where it's really like social, it's content sharing. I mean, there's no, there's no barrier. And you would think that that means that nobody gets anything anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like you would think that that, and did it take, you know, there's no, 50 million people watching friends anymore but um but you know nbc is still pretty healthy with 10 million people watching whatever is on their network right now you know the good place like and the people that are making a youtube show can make money off of it and do what they love and enjoy and the people who are doing the netflix shows and the people doing the amazon prime shows there's, right there's so much there's just there's such a wide audience out there and you know and it's the same thing with this podcast yep it's it that's why i never take it personally when people are like you know well they they were silly it's like well this wasn't for you we're pretty silly <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's like, because I can't, I can't like not be silly. I mean, that's like, don't be Glenn, you know, don't be a goofball. Like what, why? Because I'm talking about serious stuff. Well, this is how I talk about serious stuff, you know? So like, I I can't do it another way. So, and, and there's going to be certain people that go, Oh my God, I love the way he talks about stuff in a lighthearted way, even though it's serious. And there's going to be other people that go, he should not be doing that. This is completely wrong. It goes against everything that there is. And it's, there's no way he should be doing this. And that's fine. Those people should be listening to somebody more serious if that's more their taste. But I, I can't, and this is, everything's like that. If we're just, if we bring ourselves into what we're doing, then the people who we're supposed to connect with are going to connect with it. And there's more, there's more of the positive you know, there's, there's always a lot more, you know, it's like, it's literally like 99.9% positive people that comment people, you know, not everybody that it's probably like a little over 90% positive of people that listen and, and enjoy it and don't have anything bad to say. Like they, they really like it. It resonates with them, but um, you know, but, but from an abundance and lack thing, like when you started the podcast five years ago, there was already probably a hundred thousand life coaching podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's right. So if I go, well, I can't I can't start a podcast because, you know, there's already a hundred thousand of them out there and I'm never gonna like that it just go do it. It you know, like it doesn't matter what every what what you're competing against. It doesn't because you're not really competing against them. Some people are going to like their take on it. Like I'm not trying. Uh, 
like I, I never try to take an audience from somebody else. It's like, I don't, you know, they can listen to me and them, yep. you know, or they can listen if they like me better, maybe they will stop listening to them. I don't think that that means I won one. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's, it, you know, it's just, it, it, there's plenty for everybody. And, and there's, there's plenty of everything. If we look at it, there's plenty of money out there. There's plenty of food on the planet. You know, yep. the, the, the reason that, that there's people starving in the world is not because we don't have enough food. We do have enough food to feed everybody now. And we even have the, the means to deliver it and, and do what it takes to, to, to fix these problems. We just haven't put enough attention on it. You know, I, I was just watching that show on um, Netflix with uh, Bill Gates. And like I didn't know this, that there are children around the world dying of diarrhea. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dying oh, of yeah. diarrhea. Like when was the last time you heard somebody in the United States dying of diarrhea? You just go down to CVS and you grab some Pepto-Bismol or something. I mean, it's really manageable, you know, thing that people are dying from. And they were saying, you know, why are children still dying from this and it's because we haven't put sustained focus on it that's why it's not because we can't fix it yep. <laughs> you know it's because we it hasn't captured the attention and we haven't had sustained focus which the bill gates foundation is doing which is wonderful but um you know we have more than enough resources for absolutely everything and if we start realizing that and focusing on that instead of what we don't have, then that's what's going to expand. Again, it's energy. Whatever you put your attention to expands because your attention is energy. So if we put our attention to solutions instead of problems, the solutions expand instead of the problems expanding. You know, So if, if you put your focus on what you do have, you're going to have more of it. You know, this is why a gratitude journal is such a good thing and counting your blessings and living in appreciation. I mean, I don't know anybody that's happy or that has experienced any level of sustained happiness in the history of humanity that hasn't had gratitude as a part of that. You know, for sure. For sure. So, you know, th this is if, if we appreciate what we have and put our focus on that, we'll have more of it, you know, instead of fo focusing on the lack of it. So don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do nice. that. That's, That's what I think about lack. <laughs> That's Glenn's version of a mic drop for audio, I guess. Just, yeah, the, I guess just so. the raz on the uh, microphone. So yeah, the... <laughs> But um, there's also like the the operating from lack makes you feel uh, greedier. Like I feel like I feel like a lot of the so lack equals fear, right? Yes. Operating from lack equals fear. Uh, if you're jealous, you might feel a sense of lack of not having the thing that the that someone else has, and you feel like because like almost as if because they have it you don't have it you right. know which is ridiculous but it's how we think 
Yes. Yeah. You know, if we're, if we're left to our own devices and we're not watching ourselves, that's where our brain goes. And this is why there's a high level of unhappiness that we're working and trying to uh, work our way out of. Right. And, and greed, you know, like if I, I want, I need this level of stuff because if I don't get this, someone else is going to get it and then I won't have it. So I need to take it all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all of this is coming from a sense of lack, which is really right. a dangerous, hurtful, harmful thing. Uh, but can, can you just talk a little bit about how lack is, is based in fear? Yeah. That, and that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, fear that there's not enough fear that you won't have what you need fear. You know, this is why there there's people out there that are, you know, uh, that are, have hundreds of millions of dollars and just are obsessed with making more They're, you know, that, oh, well, I don't have enough. Well, you, you know, you have, you know, a billion dollars. Well, that's not enough. I mean, what happens if this tanks and that tanks and that tanks and that tanks, and then all of a sudden I won't have it. And then all of a sudden, you know, then what, you know, it's like you can talk yourself into that at any level that you are, you know, yeah. and, and it's interesting because when, when you're making, you know, $25,000 a year, you think that when you're making 35, everything's going to be okay. Then you make 35 and you think 45 is going to be okay. Then if you made 55, then everything would be fine. I mean, and if you made a hundred, forget about it. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> like you're, you're just going to be on vacation all the time, whistling Dixie and everything's wonderful. So like, and, and you see people hit those levels and it just never changes because it's a mindset of not enough, you know, and that's if they're lucky enough to overcome the other, <laughs> you know, if you're living in a place of lack, some people just stay there. Some people can still accomplish it, but they're still functioning from a state of fear. So like really what's, you know, we, we think that like if you're making $25,000 a year, you're making $100,000 a year. There really isn't much difference if, you're, if your perspective is one of fear. Yes. You know, because like you're fearful at 25, now you're at 100 and you're fearful. So like if you're, if your dominant energy is fearful that you're walking around in all the time, it's, it really doesn't matter that much. Like, yeah, maybe you can pay your electric bill, but maybe you can't because you're so, you know, you're, <laughs> you're so fearful that you're squeezing the life out of a hundred grand. <laughs> you know, you know you're, you're banking it all. You're still fearful. You're just like, Oh my God, what if something happens? Um, so it's, it's mindset. See, this is the trick is especially with money, but kind of with, with all material things is we understand money doesn't buy happiness and all that stuff. But, and, and of course it can make things more comfortable, but what we do is unconsciously we attach our happiness to that money and it doesn't exist there. You know, it's, <laughs> I think it's really funny. I thought you, you just said, uh, you know, we, of course we know that money doesn't buy happiness. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that we know that. I think that we think that we know that, but I think that people, I, I do not think that that's, I think that it's a saying and the Beatles made it really famous. Like, but you, you, you know, for can't buy me love and stuff. Like you can't, I think that people do think that money buys happiness. I really think that they do. 
I, I basically agree with you. And, but, you know, whenever you say money doesn't buy happiness, you know, you, you get a cheer from the crowd. And everybody goes, yeah, Glenn, yeah, truth, truth. You know, so mentally up here, they can comprehend. They're like, right. okay, I can't go to a store and buy happiness. But that's, that's all that they take from it. Like they never go deeper and that's why it's a problem. You never really get still and go, what, what does this mean? Like, because, and this is a lot of times with the life coaching work, this is where we get to. Because we go, you know, most people that hire me, if I go, money doesn't buy happiness, they go, oh, I know, it's, you know, it's an inside job and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden we're talking about what's going on in their life and all the unhappiness that they're around. And it's about something material. It's about something outside of themselves, external, you know. And it's like, well, that's, if that straightens out, you're still not happy. Oh, yeah, I'd be happy if that straightened out. No, you wouldn't. Because that money, it's not outside of yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, if I could pay my rent, then I'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you should do what it takes to try to pay your rent. <laughs> but it ain't going to make you happy, you know? It's not. And until you bring it into a real-life situation, people don't slow down enough to truly understand what that means. You know, we have to be happy. And when we're happy and we we take care of the inside first and we find happiness within, then all of a sudden that happiness is reflected back to us. If we are tight, constricted, and, and fearful from a sense of lack and on the inside, that lack is going to be reflecting back to us from the external world that we live in because you know so if i'm happy and abundant and joyful on the inside then happiness abundance and joy is going to be reflecting back to me from the outside and you know we really need to start truly understanding this on a deep level and living it from the inside out and letting go of the fear you know it's this is so i to cut to the chase like <laughs> It's fear and love. Yeah. You know, this is just lack and abundance. It's just another way of saying fear and love. If you're, if you're living from a place of lack, then you're living from a place of fear. If you're living from a place of abundance, then you're living from a place of love. And which you have to choose. You can't have both. You know? and, and your ac external circumstances are, are not that important. This is, and I got to say this because it's one of my favorite things I've heard from Abraham Hicks. They, Abraham Hicks has some really good information. And when they're talking about this, they said, we don't understand why people get so focused on truth. Like truth is important down there on earth. Like what, who, who cares what the truth is? Oh, if, if I, you know, I'm, I live in lack, I don't have much money. And if I say anything other than that, then I'm lying to myself and that's wrong. Uh, Abraham Hicks was like, who cares if you're lying to yourself? Like, why is this so important to stand in what you don't like and say, this is me and that's what's important. I am in a place that I don't like and I'm going to stand in it and I'm going to own it and that's the most important thing. No, it's not the most important thing. Where you are is not nearly as important as where you're going. If your focus is on what you want, and expanding your life and you're walking towards that, 
and you're living in a state of experiencing that, then that's where you're going to go. Where you are really doesn't matter. People have come from the worst circumstances possible and have made it into whatever they've wanted. And the one thing that they've had that the other people that didn't do that had was a positive attitude. They were looking at the future and what they wanted instead of where they were and what they had. Yep. And like you said before, I mean, if you're not happy at $25,000 a year, you're not going to be happy at $100,000 a year. No. You're like, there are people that make no money whatsoever that walk around whistling every day. Mm -hmm. And there are, you know, people that cry in their uh, limo, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, they, if, if money, you know, if, if everybody was happy because they were rich and they could take some of those pressures off of themselves. I mean, and look at the, I mean, really look at the dysfunction that there is in the worlds of people with a lot of money. As a matter of fact, there's been studies that have shown that the people who have more money are less happy than the people who don't have it because they're more attached to it, you know? And uh, like, and, and it's shallow. I mean, if you're really attached to money for your basis of happiness, it's a shallow life because happiness doesn't live there. So if you think it does and you don't ever get out of that, realm of thinking you're going to experience a lot of unhappiness <laughs> you know and everybody around you is going to be going you should be happy you have tons of money <laughs> you know and you're going i know i should be but i don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> yeah so. and and i think that uh i think as far as abundance goes and what we've been talking about with abundance as far as like, like the entertainment shows that we talked about before, all the networks and stuff like uh, Coke and Pepsi spend billions of dollars every single day. It seems like <laughs> to try to get you to only think that there's Coke or only think that there's Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, but Sam's choice soda still sells enough money at Walmart every single day to be a profitable thing for them to do. And that's not Coke or Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there's a, it's there's not, a place for everything. There is a place for everything and what you need to be happy. Like evaluate what you need to be happy for yourself and, or not what you need to be happy for yourself, but like, what you need, what you evaluate, what you need for yourself separately from what makes you happy. Because, like, you can, you don't have to feel like there's a lack of everything. And for that reason, you need more. You right. know, like, I feel like because we live, a lot of us, I, I do too, you know, because we live from a place of lack, we, we always want more and more and more. Right. And, if you can separate those two things and realize more doesn't mean you're happier, like right. a, a quick example is uh, when I was doing theater in high school, right? Like being a kid in the chorus of a show is so fun. Being the director of the show or the lead in the show with all of the pressure on you for everything is 
less fun <laughs> than having three lines learning the songs and hanging out with your friends. For you. For me. Right. But actually, actually, no, no, it was. I love di- the directing and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it was more fun. It wasn't as fulfilling. I prefer the fulfilling, yeah. you know, p- part of it. And, and that made a difference for me. But I had a friend who directed a show, hated it, never directed a show again. Mm. You know, but like you make more money if you are in charge. <laughs> right. You know, but, uh, but, and like, you feel like you should want more, you know, yeah. to rise up the ranks and stuff, but you don't have to. No, it's, it's all about your foundation of happiness. And if, if you're focused on your happiness, you're going to get what you need to make you happy. So, you know, Mike Dooley does a great job as, at explaining this with, uh, he actually has a chart and, and like he says that basically if you focus and I'll, you know, I'll cut right to the end. If you focus on happiness, then you're going to get everything that's going to make you happy. So like if you need a new car so you can get to a more fulfilling job, so you can buy the house that you want, so you and your family will have a comfortable life, so you'll be happy. If those are all part of your happiness, if you focus on the happiness, you're going to get all those material things because if the universe knows what you need to be happy, and if you need some certain things to sustain you in order for you to really open up to your happiness, then those things will be supplied to you if you focus on your happiness. But if you're just focusing on the car, if I get the car, then I'll be happy. Well, you'll probably get the car, but you're not going to be happy because you weren't focused on happiness. You were focused on the car. (laughs) So that's what you got. But you You can get the car and be happy. If you're focused on happiness. If you're focused on happiness. If you're focused on the car, you just get the car. (laughs) I'm so so glad that you talked about this uh, because I I thought about it earlier. The whole, you, you said, you know, if you're open, and you're and you're living from a place of abundance and your happiness and your love, then it's reflecting back to you. Right. You know, and I loved that. And I thought that that was a really important thing to to make sure that we stressed, which is things will come back to you. You know, like if you're not happy at twenty five thousand dollars, you won't be happy at a hundred thousand dollars for sure. But if you're happy at twenty five thousand dollars and your goal is to get to $100,000, but you're still happy here. Not only are you going to be happy when you get to $100,000, you're going to get to $100,000. Right. Because if, you're if happy and you have the energy and you have the, you know, the karma, like you're giving out things that people are, and you know what I mean? Right. And like, what happens, what happens if you hit, what happens if you hit 75 grand and you stop and you're happy at 25, 35, 55, 75, you're happy all along the way. You get to 75 and you go, I am so happy. Everything is perfect. Everything's wonderful. My life is amazing. This is great. I'm happy. Um, I don't, I don't even need the hundred grand. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like you're happy. That's the point, you know, people are like, yeah, but yeah, but what if, what if I get so focused on my happiness? I never reached a hundred grand. It doesn't matter because you're happy. Like, you know, and that's, that's the whole point. This is what I mean by subconsciously, you know, we do think that money buys happiness because you have to unhook, like when I'm life coaching, I have to literally go in and unhook people's brains off of it. 
because this is how our brains work. We go, well, you know, I want a hundred grand. Like, okay, then focus on happiness. Yeah, but what if I'm extremely happy and I never hit a hundred grand? Who cares? You're extremely happy. Apparently, you didn't need the hundred grand. You think you want the hundred grand now. Why? Because you think that it's going to make you happy. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> if you're at 50 grand and you're ecstatically happy every day, who cares if you never make it to a hundred? You don't, obviously you don't need it, <laughs> you know, like, so, so, but on, on the flip side, see, this is where the, this is where the danger comes in is people think that if they are, if they are happy at 25, then they'll always struggle for money. They'll be like, well, if I really allow myself to be happy, then I'll never move forward. I'll never make more money. And that's not true for two reasons. One that like we kind of alluded to already that the, when, when you're focused on happiness, if you need a certain amount to be happy, you will get it. So that's one aspect of, of it. But the other aspect is if you're like, when you're happy, you don't get complacent and lethargic. Right. Yes. You know, you, you don't sit there and go, oh, I'm so happy. I don't feel like doing anything today. No, that's depressed. <laughs> you know, that's the opposite <laughs> of happy. So when you're happy, you're looking for more stuff to do. You're like, oh, let's do that. No, it'd be awesome is if I did that. No, it'd be really cool is if I took my hobby and turned it into a little side business that we made even more money like that. that oh my God, I couldn't, that would be so amazing if we could do that. And so that's how your mind thinks. And that's where your energy level is when you're happy. So you're more inclined to do more things. You know, we're over time again. Yeah, we're rolling today. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Let's uh, wrap it up. We, this one was good. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so every, every, you know, everybody can find you, glennambrose.com for life coaching and all of that stuff. Patreon.com, great way to support the show. Uh, video content, you can see me dancing at the beginning of the show. I don't yeah. know why you would, but you could. Um, and it's uh, fun. It yeah, sign up. For happy. It does. <laughs> Sign up for the email list for five questions with Glenn, the companion show to this show. Ask Glenn your questions, Glenn, Glenn at glennambrose.com. And you got a book, man. I have a book and um, I'm asking all you guys to help me publish it. You know, um, we put together this amazing package of perks on Indiegogo. We're running a crowdfunding campaign and, to get everybody involved in supporting this and birthing this out into the world and, and, you know, helping people find the happiness that we're talking about and make these shifts. So, um, yeah, go check it out. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to inundate, hopefully I'm going to inundate people with information on this over, you know, October and November of 2019. And, um, Really get you guys, give all kinds of cool perks for helping out with this. Some really very unique opportunities to work with me and interact with me and as well as get a hold of the book and all kinds of amazing stuff. So check it out. It's worth looking at for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of fun. Also, uh, proceeds from the book, part of the proceeds from the book are going to a great cause for Outreach International. All of that stuff you can find on the website and mm. um, in the links in the description below. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, thank you, Ben. And you know what? Interna Outreach International, one of the reasons I chose them is because they're right in alignment with what we just talked about. They're talking about people really 
taking responsibility for their own happiness in within the charity work that they do. And that's, that's one of the main reasons I chose them. So perfect time to bring it up. So check it out, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk at you soon. Glenn is available for life coaching sessions. To book an appointment or for more information, go to glennambrose.com, follow him on Facebook and Twitter, or click the link in the description of this episode.